Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. That is right. It is as close as you will get to a free lunch right here on WYSL-WACK Newark. It is A Free Solution. My name is Craig Miles. I want to thank you for tuning in. I am live on Facebook and YouTube as well. So if you have friends that don't want to listen to the radio uh, and would rather do the digital thing, go ahead and send them there. Also, feel free to give me a call. 585-346-3000. Today's topic is news. Never, ever without spin. That's the uh, cute little acronym that I came up with for that. When I, so I have a journalism background. I went to school for it. Uh, I have mixed feelings about that. (laughs) Mostly about, um, it's specific to my, uh, to my industry. Uh, I don't necessarily think you need to go to school for broadcasting any longer because anyone can do it now. There's not really the gatekeepers there that there used to be, Uh, but I am glad that I attended college. That's not the point of the topic today. When I went to school, I learned that news stood for North, East, West, South, all the points of the compass because it covered, you know, all the information all across the world all across your area. I chose to call it never ever without spin because the other thing that I learned in school is that you have to consider the source. And I don't think we do enough of that these days. We watch Fox news. We watch CNN. We watch MSNBC. And some of us take that word as gospel. And that's not necessarily productive. I'm going to start with a story today about crack and it's not about crack pipes. Uh, that's the, that's the hot topic right now with Joe Biden and crack pipes. I'm sorry, safe smoking kits. That's what they're called. Yep. Uh, never mind that they include crack pipes <laughs> and that kind of gets to the bottom of the topic for today is language. Language is so important to, to news, to anything. Because there is nuance in words. There are reasons that certain words are chosen. And it is important to the story that you're telling. And every everybody has their own spin on the story. And I've posted a link in the comments for those of you online. Um, for those of you listening, I'll read you the title of the article. It's Worldwide Propaganda Network built by the CIA. And it is actually a pretty old story. It was printed December 26th of 1977. The way that I came across this article is actually from the book Dark Alliance by Gary Webb. And he exposed the CIA and their, um, not necessarily, it wasn't intentional, But they're responsible for the crack cocaine boom, is his argument, back in the 1980s. And he reported on it. And 
it was he worked for the San San Jose Mercury News, and they did a whole series, and he exposed the CIA, and it was another scheme like the Iran Contra scheme. The CIA was down there uh, supporting people who were dealing crack, and then the proceeds from that. I'm sorry, they weren't dealing crack; they were dealing cocaine. Uh, two different things. They were bringing a lot of cocaine into the United States, which was being turned into crack. And then the proceeds from those sales were going to the Contras in uh, Nicaragua to try to fight the communists. Uh, That was the big deal in the 80s. So Gary Webb exposes this, and it gets a lot of attention. And it's one of the first stories to take off on the Internet because he wrote it in the late 90s. And they said, we need sources. We need to show everybody the sources of this because it's such a sensational claim. So everything was right up there on the internet for people to see. It went, it went viral, I guess, uh, what you would consider viral back in the 90s. And it really took off and it really started making some people in power sweat. And of course, the CIA said, we didn't do this. This isn't a thing. You're, you're ridiculous, Gary Webb. And... Uh, the San Jose uh, Mercury, they stood by Gary to start with. And then all of a sudden, the pressure started to get to him. And you had the legacy media, the New York Times, the Washington Post, uh, the LA Times, start to beat up on it. And all of a sudden, now the editors say, well, maybe we'll back off. Maybe we'll squash some of the other stuff we were going to report on. And and that'll be that. And that's what happened. And that's how it happens. If you speak out and you start to threaten the power, it's good up until a point. And then it's not good anymore. And then they say, ah, maybe better just forget about that guy. He's crazy. So what happened? Gary Webb puts out this story. Uh, all of a sudden, it, it creates... It creates uh, a firestorm of media coverage. A lot of people very angry that we would be supporting crack dealers, obviously. Um, and it kind of tarnished the reputation of the government. Worse. Because <laughs> you'd already been through Watergate and all that stuff. So we we're already losing trust in the institutions. This was just another stain on it. So the way that this works is we get people in the national newspapers starting to beat up on Gary Webb. Uh, specific folks, Walter Pincus of the Washington Post, he goes and he says, you know, this guy, this guy, Gary Webb, he doesn't know what he's talking about. There isn't really anything going on here. Nothing to see. And printed it in the Washington Post national newspaper. Everybody says, well, I kind of trust that. That's a big deal. Well, if you look into Gary Pincus, Gary Pincus was a uh, a paid CIA infiltrator of student organizations in the 50s and 60s. And now it's the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. And all of a sudden he's working for the Washington Post saying there's no CIA involvement. Those guys, those guys that paid me for a long time, nothing to see here. Okay, interesting. Then you have Doyle McManus of the LA Times also beating up on Gary Webb saying this guy's full of it. There's no evidence that the CIA did anything wrong. That's nonsense. 
turns out Doyle McManus is good friends with Oliver North, who was mixed up in the Iran-Contra scandal. He's kind of close to be making judgments like that. But it's in the LA Times, so it must be true. My point in all of this is you got to consider the source. You got to consider the source and you got to ask, hey, if all of these establishment people are going after this guy, maybe he's got something worth saying. I'm going to tie this to Joe Rogan, right? Everybody, Joe Rogan, bad, bad dude, bad dude, printing it in the New York Times, printing it in the LA Times, printing it in the Washington Post. You got to watch out for that guy. He is bad news. My point in bringing up such an old story like this is that this is not new. This is not new. The players have changed, and in some cases they haven't. They've been around for 60 years. The players have changed. The technology has changed, but the game is still the same. And I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read uh, an excerpt from Dark Alliance from Gary Webb, and it's a it's a reporter that Gary worked with, Bob Perry, who broke the crack cocaine story in the mid '80s, and everyone said you're crazy, get out of here, and he ended up being run out of the business, which is ultimately what happened to Gary Webb. He says, "Like you, I grew up in this business." thinking our job was really to tell the public the truth. Maybe that was the mission at one time. Maybe there was that awakening in the 70s with Watergate, the Pentagon Papers, the CIA scandals, etc. But something very bad happened to news media in the 1980s. Part of it was the public diplomacy pressures from the outside. But part of it was smug, snotty, sophomore crowd that came to dominate the national media from the inside. These characters fell in love with their power to define reality, not their responsibility to uncover the facts. By the 1990s, the media had become the monster. I wish it weren't so. All I ever wanted to do was report and write interesting stories while getting paid for it. But that really isn't possible anymore, and there's no use crying over it. That was in 1990 that he wrote that. It's been dead, and it's been manipulated for a very long time. This is not new news. And you say this, this, it, it, it seems like old news. Yeah, that's the point. We have very short attention spans, very short memories. There's a crisis every 15 minutes and we got to keep an eye on it. And then there's the next crisis. And we forget about larger trends. We forget maybe some of these things have been going on for a long time. And they have been. And after the break, I'll get into that a little bit about a story specifically about the CIA spreading misinformation in the news media. It is a free solution, W-I-S-L-W-A-C-K, back after the break. Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. 
They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. We are back with a free solution on WISL, WACK Newark. And we are talking about the CIA in the news. I don't just mean, are they making the news in the sense that are they making it into the news? They are actually making the news. CIA propaganda. They have been creating propaganda since they have been created. It started out, they were supposed to be just a newspaper for uh, the president, essentially. A one sheet. One sheet with all of the important things that were going on around the world and around the country. He was supposed to sit down with his coffee and his cigar or his whiskey and cigar or whatever. Or her, (laughs) in the future maybe. Supposed to sit down, read through it, and say, okay, this, this is my update. Well, 30, 40, 50, 60 years later, that is not what the CIA is. The story that I'm talking about is in the New York Times back in December of 1977. And I have the link posted in the comments for those of you listening online. But the title for those of you on the airwaves Worldwide Propaganda Network Built by the CIA, December 26th, 1977. The day after Christmas, they uh, felt like this was important enough to report on. Some juicy tidbits in here. Although the CIA has employed dozens of American journalists working abroad, a three-month inquiry by a team of experts and researchers for the New York Times has determined that with a few notable exceptions, they were not used by the agency to further its worldwide propaganda campaign. <laughs> yeah, we paid we paid people, but it wasn't that many people. And, you know, they don't even like really write that much news. So what are you what are you concerned about? And the the story, which you should go and read is pretty interesting. It talks about how the CIA has set up a bunch of newspapers across the world and how they kind of influenced them and how they hoped that that would influence public opinion in other countries. And an interesting thing while I was researching this is you can find this story on the New York Times website or you can also find a PDF of it, and I've shared both of them. The PDF has something in here that the New York Times did not add to their digitized copy. It says the agency charter bans propaganda in the U.S., which is true. The CIA is not supposed to operate in the United States at all. That is the purview of the FBI. Uh, They've ignored that. (laughs) But the legislative character of the Central Intelligence Agency has been interpreted as prohibiting the direct 
propaganda, propagandization, lots of big words, of the American citizens. No opinion has ever been sought or provided on the legality or propriety of replay in this country of agency propaganda disseminated abroad. So essentially, they say, you know, we're not supposed to operate here, but we can't really be held responsible if some of the stuff that we print elsewhere makes its way back here. And that's kind of the whole attitude they had with the cocaine thing. Uh, they would never admit to actually supporting, uh, and they didn't. And it, it relied on classified documents being released for them to actually, you know, be caught in the act. But even if they did admit it, they'd say, well, yeah, sure, we did that, but it was down in Nicaragua. It had nothing to do with with anything here. And I'm going to get off this topic in a minute, but I wanted to set it up this way because this was happening back in the 80s, back in the 90s. Why, why do we think that it's not happening today? Why, if we look at Russia and the Ukraine or anything else going on, why do we think that the CAA has not influenced that in some way, shape, or form? And additionally, why do we think that our news on it is not being distorted? In my opinion, we have no reason to be thinking that anything has changed. In fact, it's probably much worse, if I had to guess. Back when the CIA first got into covert operations, they had a term for all this uh, misinformation, disinformation, favorite word of the news media. It was the Wurlitzer, Mr. Weisner's uh, Wurlitzer. He was the guy in charge, Frank. And this story in the New York Times claims much of the Wurlitzer is now dismantled. Disclosures in 1967 of some of the CIA's financial ties and some cutbacks and more recent disclosures of the agency's employment of American and foreign journalists have led to a phasing out of relationships with many of the individuals and news organizations of overseas. Have led to the phasing out with many of the individuals, not all of them, right? And that is the key. That is the language. Well, it's smaller. There's fewer of them. We cut back. Okay, but there's still some of them. Uh, what's that all about? What? Why are we still doing this? They never stopped. They never stopped. You can't trust what you see in the news. You can glean information from it. You can draw inferences, and then you can go somewhere else, and you can also see what they're saying. And that's why it's so important to get your news from multiple sources. It's so important to question everything all of the time. Some recent examples, Jeff Zucker, is that Howard Zucker or Jeff Zucker? The CNN guy that had to quit because he was colluding with our governor, right? He had to quit, and then he also had some scandal with an aide. This is the guy that's in charge of the news for half of the country. Half of the country watches this guy's show, watches this guy's network, and says, this is the news, this is the truth. This guy is working hand in glove with Andrew Cuomo. What kind of news do you think he's going to report? Not only that, Andrew Cuomo's brother works for CNN with this guy. Are you going to tell me that they are not friendly? That they don't squash stories that would be, you know, 
not nice for Andrew Cuomo? I know this, this too seems like old news. But I'll go back to what I said. The players change. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're in there forever. And if they're not out in the forefront, they're working in the, in the background somewhere. The players change. The technology changes. The game does not. So in five years, maybe it's not Zucker and Cuomo, but it's somebody else and Kamala Harris. Who knows what it's going to be? My point is it's never going to change. You're never going to be able to trust what these people are saying. I say these people, I mean the legacy media. I mean people who have made their careers on public service somehow or who are connected to our public servants, quote unquote, they, they are always going to have a spin. And that is, that is okay if you're aware of it, but you have to be aware of it. You have to question, you have to ask, you have to look deeper. And that is why it's so dangerous what is happening in the, the digital world right now with stuff like uh, Joe Rogan or like Google. So the, the other game that the, the papers have always played is they do report on actual news, but it doesn't go on the front page. It goes on page 16 below the ad for, you know, tires or whatever. <laughs> it gets a little blurb and, and it's buried. And they've been playing that game forever. Anything that's worth reading, they go and bury it. Well, Google, they do the same thing. Uh, Dr. Epstein, I don't remember his first name, but he's done a lot of studies on this with Google, with the suggestion box on Google and how you can sway people's opinion just by the suggestions that you make when they search on Google or the front page on Google. Bury the good stuff, you know, and put what you want out there in the front because that sways opinion. We've been doing it forever. The technology has changed, but the game has not. So more on that after the break. It is WYSL. My name is Craig Miles filling in for Kevin Wilson. Thank you so much for tuning in. Call me. I'd like to hear what your opinion is. Talk to you after the break. is now open and your car's crying for an official Voice of Liberty bumper sticker. There's a great selection to help you show your love of God, liberty, and the Constitution. Here are just a few available right now. Shut up, Fauci. Kathy Hokum. No more masking. Open the freaking schools. Scam alert January 6th. No vax mandates. God, please help us. Close the Mexican border. Save America. Stop voting for Democrats. Support the Second Amendment and your mask doesn't protect squat. But there's more. These are standard weather-resistant bumper stickers guaranteed to get you horn honks and thumbs up in traffic. Choose from other locally made WISL Voice of Liberty merch too, like tees, hoodies, drinkware, and more. Perfect gifts for any Liberty lover you know. Be sure to check out the exclusive WISL Mount Worst Morris shirts, hoodies, and coffee mugs depicting our four worst presidents. Guess who's front and center? Be free. Make a statement. Shop the WISL store at WISL1040.com. A free solution. 
<laughs> that is the fake news theme here on WYSL. My name is Craig Miles. Thanks for tuning in. We're also on WACK in Newark. It is a free solution. I am in for Kevin Wilson. And I've been talking about this story in the New York Times from the 70s about CIA involvement in propaganda. No, they don't do that stuff. Ask them. They'll tell you. Except when they do do that stuff. <laughs> and they're still doing it. They're still doing it. Why would you think otherwise? Because nobody is watching them. Nobody watches them. They have literally an unlimited budget, and nobody needs to see anything. I don't need to know anything. I don't need to see anything. Here is a trillion dollars. You know, you know. don't spend it all in one place. What do you think they're going to do? So why, why is this relevant? Why is this article from 1977, December 26, 1977, in the New York Times relevant? It is relevant because if they're doing it overseas... What makes you think that they or someone else like them is not doing it here? And you see proof of it every single day in the news. How about this story with Hillary? You can't talk about, you can't talk, Trump on CNN. He said, uh, maybe it was CNN, maybe it was 60 Minutes. I don't remember. It was an interview. And he's sitting, you know, face to face with whoever was interviewing him. And he says, Hillary, she's horrible. She spied on me. It's ridiculous. And the, 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 the interviewer stopped him right there and said, we can't, we can't put that on. Why, why are you saying that? We have no proof of that. Hunter Biden, the laptop. Well, we can't, we can't, uh, we can't prove that it's his laptop. We gotta, we're not going to talk about that. That's nonsense. The New York Times said something like, we don't print speculation. What a bunch of nonsense. You... To a certain extent, you have an editorial responsibility to choose what you put in your paper. You also have a responsibility to present facts and allow people to make their own decision on what those facts mean. And we don't have that in news anymore. I can say that with confidence. We have an opinion. We have all sorts of opinions, all sorts of ways you're supposed to think, and they, they know what the right opinion is. They will tell you. The New York Times said so about this Hillary story. Okay, for those of you who, haven't, who aren't up to speed, Hillary Clinton, there's been new, there's been new uh, reports, new documents, new something. She was actively, her campaign, I guess she wasn't on her laptop doing this. Her campaign was spying on Trump. Her campaign was also trying to find information that they could twist around and make it look like he had ties to Russia. And for years, Trump's been saying this Russian uh, witch hunt, this Russian witch hunt, this is all a witch hunt. This is all made up. Everyone said, okay, Trump, whatever. I know you love Putin. It comes out. Apparently it was all a witch hunt, Russiagate. They talked about that for two years. And now it comes out that Hillary was doing it. What? What are the repercussions? Nothing. Uh, they, they they will and and this happened. I'm going to take it back to the CIA deal with uh, with Gary Webb and crack cocaine. They after this, the CIA realized, well, we got to clean this up. We got to do something. So they did an internal investigation, and then they leaked 
quote unquote, to all of the reporters. Yeah, we did an investiga- uh, investigation. Nothing to see here. Go about your business. And uh, the New York Times, the L.A. Times, the Washington Post, they said, OK, cool. Sounds good. They printed it. And then two months later, the actual investigation comes out. It's 400 pages about all of the things the CIA did. So they didn't they did do an actual investigation and they found that they were responsible for doing these things, uh, you know, promoting the sales of of cocaine in the United States. The report, their own CIA report shows that they did this. But they they played the news cycle. They said, we did an investigation. We found no wrongdoing. End of story. You can't see the report yet, but we'll get it out in a couple months. Well, in a couple months, there's some new crisis. And they go and they release it on a Friday and they bury it. When I don't care, I'm just trying to work, you know, and get out and, and enjoy my weekend. And this is how they do it. This is what I was talking about with burying stories. This is what I'm talking about with Google and burying your search results. The players have changed. The technology has changed. The game is still the same, which is why you have to dig and you have to question and you have to sniff because news is never, ever, ever without spin. And anyone that will parrot anything from the official narrative is not, it's, (laughs) it's not the true story. It's not the real story. It's not all of it. Maybe there's an element of truth to it, but it's not, it's not the whole story. So what do we do about this? We listen. It's what I've been talking about for weeks now. We listen, we distill, and we make our own decision. We don't take our lead from people who are in the establishment. And we also attempt, where possible, to show the the inaccuracies this is what makes it so this makes make it so tough because people are programmed to get an opinion and then it's that it's like a it's like a wall they they get that opinion and anything to the the contrary makes them harder uh stick harder to that opinion so it's very very hard to change minds but you can at least control your mind and question everything. George Carlin said so. This is back in the 70s too. He said, anything the government tells me, I don't believe it. None of it. Absolutely nothing. And he had some more colorful language there. But you can never trust the official report. You can't. I'm sorry. Maybe once and probably never once. Always be questioning because news is never ever without spin. And sometimes the source will tell you more about it than the actual story. You'll see, you'll see how things are kind of uh, spun. And you'll, you'll say, well, isn't that interesting that that guy is best friends with Andrew Cuomo and he's not reporting anything on the, the sex scandal. Here's, here's the other thing that happens. I said this when Cuomo uh, went down in a ball of flames. I said, I don't think we've heard the last of him because he's been playing this game forever. Forever, ever. So he said, I'll step down. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait it out. And then sure enough, no criminal charges. He'll say, I've been exonerated. See, it was all political. I had nothing to do with it. Now he's going to run for AG. And who knows? Maybe he'll run for president. And he will have CNN 
and the LA Times and the New York Times and everybody running interference for him because it turns out that the reporter that now is the staff reporter for Washington just so happened to work for his campaign back in 1996 when he was running for the housing, the housing czar or whatever he was. Uh, my point is, it is a game of, of the ruling class. I sound like a broken record. Everything always boils down to the ruling class or the establishment with me. But it's really how it works. The only way that you ensure that you are not beholding to, uh, beholden to those things is to build yourself a community of local people that care for you. And then when you watch anything national or statewide, you say, okay, cool, thanks. Uh, I'm going to go do my thing now. As soon as you start to follow their lead or listen to them, or or believe that they actually have any sort of control over you then they've got you because you're they're gonna say so and you're gonna say yep i guess you do i guess you do so uh tell me what to do tell tell me what to do help me no you've got to decide how to help yourself and part of that comes with questioning everything that they tell you how did we get here we got here because it's the it's the worm tongue deal if you're a lord of the uh, lord of the rings fan i used to be able to i would wake up i'd read the paper and i'd throw it in the garbage or use it to start a fire to keep myself warm and this has always been a problem to a certain extent you know uh there's a quote i think maybe it's ben franklin although i feel like all the quotes get attributed to him about a man who reads only newspapers is is dumber than someone who doesn't read at all so the idea is the same. We have this phone that whispers in our ear constantly. And we have notifications that automatically are on the phone. And you have to actually go off, go and turn them off. That's by design. They want that thing tapping on your shoulder every second, telling you what to think. And it's okay to be plugged into that stuff. It's also okay not to. You, you have to wonder... If this is the narrative that's being pushed, why? Why are they pushing it so hard? What are they trying to do? What's the game? What's the spin? And the best thing, in my opinion, is to turn that off and go and live your life. I think that that is what has caused a lot of the problem. We have the 24-hour news cycle. We have notifications on our phone telling us to be outraged every second of every day. Just ignore it and live your life, man. That's what I got to say about that. Please! Give me a call and tell me what you think. It is 585-346-3000. My name is Craig Miles on WISL, a free solution, W-A-C-K and W-Y-S-L. I will be back after the break. Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website there 
hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals. But don't take my word for it. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. If your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals, give the professionals at Simple Tech Innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. We are back on a free solution on WYSL, WACK Newark. My name is Craig Miles and for Kevin Wilson this Wednesday. By the way, we have Kevin Wilson, Tim O'Connor, and uh, Larry Sharp, that guy that ran for governor a while ago. I have a comment in the comment section here that says, vote red. This was when I was talking about Hillary. I say vote anti-establishment. If that's red, that's great. If that's blue, that's great. You know what's even greater? Is if it's libertarian or third party. That is my opinion. I'm sure Keith from Rochester has an opinion like that. He called in. He uh, he wants to talk to me. What do you got to say, Keith? I wanted to call you at 12:30 when you were last commenting on high tech com- uh, companies. But as luck would have it, as I reached for my landline, the phone rang. So that's why I'm calling you now. Uh, this station also carries the Glenn Beck show. Mr. Beck does not want uh, the government to uh, cut up the uh, high tech companies because he's fearful of uh, then government control. Uh, I disagree with Beck because I don't know. Uh, even though we're all concerned about government control, how else we get rid of the high-tech companies? Uh, uh, conservatives like me, I guess, some of us to use the U word of utility. Do we turn these high-tech companies into utilities? And my uh, final comment is the uh, concern that once Republicans hopefully gain control of Congress, they will not go after the high-tech companies because they, along with their Democrat counterparts, uh, the Republicans with the uh, big dollar signs in their eyes, uh, were looking, uh, as the Dems were, uh, for these high-tech companies to uh, make big money for Republicans, and uh, as Republicans are ought to do, uh, often do, uh, they cut their own throats by allowing these high-tech companies to uh, get the power and then turn on us conservatives. So all of that being said, uh, since there, uh, I wanted to call you at 1230, what... Um, what do you say in answer to what I just tried to dish out about Glenn Beck and uh, our fellow conservatives concerned about just how we go with the high techs and whether Republicans uh, are going to be that forthright once hopefully they take back Congress, whether they, they will go after high tech since uh, they are the high tech are the ones who keep us conservatives uh, off uh, the platform. What do, you, what do you say to all that? Yeah, I think I think you bring up a lot of good points and one of them is the the liberal bias right and i don't remember if it was jack dorsey i don't remember if it was the guy that runs google anyway one of them is on the record saying we're going to do whatever we can to make sure that we sway this election against trump because he's evil i hate him yep so that's the thing you're right you're 100 percent correct about that and the the regulation of the tech companies um epstein uh not jeffrey epstein uh, the, the, the fella, the doctor that, uh, Glenn Beck actually had on his program polices Google. That is his answer. That is his answer is to watch them. Like they watch us transparency, transparency, transparency. And he was able to change. If you, if you want to look him up again, I don't remember his first name, 
His name is Dr. Epstein, though. Uh, and he, he has a, an organization that watches, they're basically like Nielsen ratings and you can sign on as a participant and they will watch your habits on Google, your search habits and all this stuff. And they will see what Google is feeding you. And then they're able to aggregate that data and show, look, look what Google is doing. They're showing these things. Like when I search for Obama, it says Obama is the greatest president ever, not Obama is a war criminal, right? They're able to take those suggestions and sway the opinion. So that is also a thing. Epstein has proven that. And when he started to show that that's what Google's doing, it happened down in Georgia with the election. They were able to get Google to stop doing that. Because it looks bad. So, so the answer to big tech is to watch them and to shout to the world, hey, you should be angry about this. Look how Google is manipulating you. And people hate that stuff. They hate to be, to be uh, you know, made to feel like an idiot. So when they see that Google is swaying their opinion the way that it is, they get angry and then they're going to stop using it, right? Google's going to say, "Oh, maybe I'd I'd better not do that." And when you get into the when you get into regulations, it's like the EPA. Uh, they approve things. They approve your license to do this, that, the other thing. And then when you go and you mess up and you pollute the earth, and someone wants to sue you, they can't sue you. They have to sue the EPA because the EPA is the one that put the stamp on it. So any regulation is just a layer of government between you and the organization that actually hinders you from holding them accountable. Because as you, as you noted, you hope that the Republicans gain, uh, gain control of Congress. The truth is, I don't know who funds Republicans, who funds Democrats, and it depends on the person. I would suspect that Google has probably already thought of that and has gone and talked to some Republicans and said, you know, Really, rather that this is how this went, it, it goes back to the establishment deal. Uh, everyone is trying to use the government to their own advantage, and we have to rely on the representatives to be truthful with us and say that they're representing our best interests. And that's not always the case. So I don't know if getting Republicans elected will fix the problem or not, but this Epstein guy was able to change Google's uh, actions just by showing people what it was doing so are you still there keith what do you think of that on the back show he's good and with time running out i'll ask you very quickly and then i'll hang up and you can have the final say jack dorsey's replacement at twitter is a known anti-first amendment guy what do we do with this bird when he comes before congress and smirks and knows that he can't be touched uh he the replacement is work worse than dorsey who was bad enough what do we do with these guys who really deem themselves untouchable. Thank you for listening. Bye. What you do with these guys, this joker, this fella, I'm not familiar. I don't know who he is. I don't know his positions. But if he is, as you say he is, what you do with this fella is you say, I'm done with Twitter. You're seeing this. Uh, Glenn Beck talks about it. If you're a libertarian and you listen to Tom Woods, he talks about it. You have to build parallel systems. And you've seen it with Give, Send, Go and with GoFundMe, with the Canadian truckers. They 
control the flow of your information. They control the flow of your money, and they have for a long time. And that's always been the problem. So the answer to this guy that's going to get up in front of Congress and smirk, because honestly, before he got up in front of Congress and uh, gave his testimony, he went and he had lunch with all these guys in the cafe down the street, and they talked about how this show is going to go. And, and yeah, they're not going to touch him. You have to build alternatives. And you see this with Rumble. You see this with Locals. You see this with Parler. And, and also... There's there's uh, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Dogecoin, all of these things. You have to build parallel systems. You have to build someplace where the people that don't want to deal with this stuff anymore can go and they can exist. The, the problem with this is Amazon is a big player in this. They have Amazon Web Services, which hosts a lot of the server space for pretty much everything on the Internet. So... They've got the ultimate, uh, ultimate, like, pull the plug, right? So now you got to have a rich guy build a server farm. Essentially, it will, take, it will take somebody to recognize this issue and provide an alternative to it. And then you exist with, with outside the system. So the people that want Google to tell them how to think, the people that are perfectly happy with Facebook feeding you all this nonsense and going living in... Uh, Zuckerberg's metaverse, they can go and do that. And if I don't want it, now I can go to Rich Guy's server farm where I can send cryptocurrency to Canadian truckers and nobody can do anything about it. They can shake their fists and be angry. But that's about it. And that is my point every single episode is you have to exist outside of the system. That is the free solution. Fight them every way. Build parallel structures and be free and be happy. My name is Craig Miles. Thank you so much for tuning in to A Free Solution on WISL. I will talk to you next Wednesday.